Well, welcome back to our exploration of the Gospel of Mark, looking at the, the words, the ways and the works of Jesus. It's, it's so good that you can be with us today, whether you're here in the room, with, we've got the, the team here making uh, and helping worship happen here to you out there in the internet land. So I'm kind of, the internet land, isn't that funny? Uh, oh well. Um, Online, that's much more trendy, isn't it? But, you know, I'm, so, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to sharing with you today uh, about this message, about, um, about when doing nothing is not an option. And it's so important for us to actually understand that. See, this section of the Gospel of Mark uh, that we're going to be looking at today, that we've just heard read to us, um, is a continuation of the conflict between Jesus and the religious uh, people and authorities of the day uh, about how the grace of God is put against the rules and regulations against the law. And see, the crux of the, the conflict revolves around Jesus claiming that he was actually the Lord of the Sabbath. Last week, I, you know, I spoke about the rules and regulations versus relationship with Jesus. And, and so I'm, I'm not going to spend time on that today. But I want you to actually understand that if you, if you want to know more about how Jesus came to establish a relationship with God, rather than forcing you to follow the rules and regulations. I, I Just jump into last week's message. We go into that in depth. But I want you to hold that in your head so that as you start to hear what uh, Mark is saying today and how Jesus really kind of drives home the point about rules and regulations and hearing to that nitpicky part of rules and regulations versus grace and versus relationship versus love and, and action. And so we have this today. See, it could actually be said that the, the religious authorities, the pe those people back in the day, which in Mark's gospel they call them the Pharisees, uh, were looking to see what Jesus was doing, what he was going to do. He claimed that he was the Lord of the Sabbath, so they were looking to see whether he was going to break more rules. They were looking for what he was going to do next, not in a good way, but in a way that could trip him up. So let's just jump right back in. We're going to just look again and, and really focus as we read this section of our gospel. It's so good for us to actually hear the word of God a couple of times because it actually reinforces um, the word for us. And God will speak to us in this moment about what is happening and what God wants us to hear. So let's just jump into Mark's gospel again. Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through to 6. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. So, so here he is. He's, he's, walking, he's gone into his normal weekly practice of going into the synagogue at the time of worship that would have been there. And that would have been the Sabbath day, the day of rest. And he noticed a man that had a deformed hand. He was there as well. Uh, and since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies were watching him closely. Notice how I, I was saying that you know, the authorities were looking for what he was going to do next. He claimed to be the Lord of the Sabbath. He claimed to be the person that was Lord over all of that. 
and yet they were going, we've got rules around this, we've got regulations around this, and so much so that, you know, like, the rules and regulations at the time would be, uh, you know, a tailor, somebody who would do, you know, repairing our clothes wasn't allowed to carry a pin on them. Um, because that was classified as work. You know, they're taking their tools of work with them. You know, if they'd mistakenly left one in their pocket, they were breaking the rules of the Sabbath. It became nitpicky like that, and so we don't want to do that. So, so they were looking closely in, in, to see if he would be healing the ha man's hand, and they planned to accuse him of work on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, come and stand in front of everyone. So he's, going, he's, he's actually going, I'm daring you, I'm challenging you, here it is. And he's actually coming into making a point. He's actually coming into trying to prove a point about God's grace and God's love that is beyond the rules and regulations. Then he turned to all these critics, so all the people in, the, in, in there, the, the Pharisees and the scribes, does, and he says this, he asks this question, does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath or is it a day for doing evil? What a big question. You know, just, you've got rules and regulations about what you are allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do on the Sabbath. And he asks, is it a day for doing good or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save a life or is it a day to destroy it? Are you willing to lift your hand to help somebody. But all of those people he was asking, all of those teachers of the law, all of those who'd gone in and working to see you know, what you can, can do and what you can't do, all those people who'd written down all these rules and were following them and hearing them, they didn't want to answer. And they wouldn't answer him. And he looked around at them, and you know, and, and I think this is where you, you find, you know, Jesus was deeply saddened. He was saddened by the hard hearts they had. Not, not because they didn't answer, it's because they didn't have compassion, they didn't have love. Their hearts were hard, they were, they were more concerned about whether he was going to do something on the Sabbath to break their rules, rather than concerned about the man who had his hand that was with it. So he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. And at once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how to kill Jesus. So they thought, got to get rid of this guy. Really have to get rid of this guy. So... This is such a great section of God's word, and it's really a timely section for us to hear this in, in the world that we live in now, in the space that we live in, and the way that sometimes our hearts are hard to those around us, where our silence in points where we should be stepping up and saying something speaks bigger volumes. See, the, the heart of God, and, and this is where it really comes down to, the heart of God is, is really there for those who are lost, who are, who are broken, those who are hurting, those in need, those that need care and, and, and restoration. Um, 
And Annette this morning was listening to a, a section of the Bible and a little bit of commentary on that this morning. And it really struck an accord with me because it was actually talking about the Ten Commandments. And it was talking about, um, you know, children honour your father and mother. Now, we often think this is in relation to children as young children, but it's actually speaking to adults. The law is actually, not that it doesn't speak to young children as well, but it's speaking to adults, so it's written for adults, and, that, and it's for them to respect and care for their elderly parents as they are not able to do themselves. So to look after those who can't look after themselves. So that's where it's coming from, and you can see that's going right from those points, Ten Commandments, all the way through. You know, God has a heart for those who... Are broken, who are lost, who are who are hurting, who are in need, who need care, who need support. There's always the Bible has always challenged our position of privilege. It's always challenged how we interact in society. See, the Pharisees, those people who are looking after the law and following them, knew the law, knew the commandments. They they knew the writings of the Old Testament. And yet when they were pushed to answer whether the day of Sabbath was for doing good or evil, what did they do? They said nothing. They couldn't even quote from Proverbs or other Old Testament passages. And we're just going to throw up a couple of Proverbs 3, verse 27 27 to 28. And it says this. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbour now, don't say, come back tomorrow and I'll help you. There's something really very specific about the Sabbath. So your neighbour comes to you on the day of Sabbath. Do you help them? Well, no. You go. A good person following the Sabbath rules would say, no, come back tomorrow and help. And what this is saying is do it now. Do it now. If you have the power to help now, do it now. Or, or Proverbs 31, verse 8 and 9. So we're taking it from the Old Testament. We're taking it from the writings that these religious scholars would have known. And it says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Don't stay silent. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, Speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. How important it is for us not to remain silent. So when Jesus asks you, is it a day for doing good or evil? Can you answer this? Are you willing to do good? The answer is yes, I'm willing to do good. It's a day for good. It's not to remain silent. Or if we jump out of Proverbs, and let's just jump into Deuteronomy for a second. Deuteronomy 15, verse 7 and 8, and it says this, But if there is any poor Israelite in your town, when you arrive in the land the Lord your God has given you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. So a person who is not able to work or is finding it difficult in that situation, and that would have been the case with a man with a withered hand, Restoring that person back to be able to to health and wholeness was so important. Or Zechariah, uh, chapter 7, verse 8 and 10 says this. This is the message that came to Zechariah from the Lord. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Judge fairly and show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows, orphans, 
foreigners and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. Silence is so devastating. We need to step up and do and act. See, God has a heart for the poor, for the broken, for the lost, those who need help. I'm going to share with you some famous words from a, a German theologian who, who was around in World War II. Give you a little bit of history. If you don't know who Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, he was a German theologian who, and, and, and preacher and churchman who did not agree with where Nazi Germany was heading and kept on speaking up, speaking up and acting. And he has this quote that I want to share with you. It's up on the screen. Silence in the face of evil itself is evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. It's so important that when we are faced with things and issues in our world that require justice, that require action, that require us to step up and do, that we do not remain silent that we do not remain actionless because if we remain silent, we let what is happening flow through. If we remain and do not act, we let the injustice carry on. We are, in effect, condoning it. So as we are looking at the words, the ways and the works of Jesus, we, we come straight head on into the ways of Jesus here. We actually see this in, the, in this section of Mark's gospel. Jesus helps those in need. He challenges those in authority to change their behaviour and change their thinking and see God's love for everybody. We are challenged to do good wherever it is needed, to stand up for injustice and not to be hard-hearted. Jesus didn't let the rules and regulations get in the way of God's grace and love. So this is so important for us. We need to understand this. So Jesus has a very different picture of that of the Pharisees, of the rulers and holders of the rules and regulations, of what the life in the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about pulling away from the world, of separating yourself of isolating and protecting. It's not saying, I'm going to create this religious bubble around myself and hide myself away from the world because I want to protect myself, I want to keep myself holy. That's not the picture of God and God's kingdom that Jesus is betraying here. But rather, it's one of engaging the world, of loving all people, no matter who they are no matter where they're from, no matter what colour of skin they have or where they've grown up. See, Jesus isn't about the religious life. He's about the least. He's about the last. He's about the broken. He's about the marginalised. He's about the lost. See, the way of Jesus calls us to love these people. How do we love if we do not act? How do we love if we do not speak? How do we love if we do not step up and do? How can we love the least? How can we love the lost, the broken, the marginalised? How can we do this without acting, without speaking? So if we bring this right into today, 
You know, and, and we've been, you know, you, you've seen on the news the Black Lives Matters and all these things about those who've been oppressed and marginalised for their life. And Annette and I actually watched a movie last night, Just Mercy, and, and, and one of the lines that the actor said in there really struck a chord to me. The moment I was born, I was judged guilty because of the colour of his skin. We need to speak up in that. See, the, the thing today, today we don't have the Pharisees. They're not the Jewish people. It's, it's not that. When we speak about this, when we hear scripture reading, when we hear the words from the Bible for us about this, when we hear what Mark is saying about what Jesus has done, the actions, the ways of Jesus, he's speaking to us as Christians. He's speaking to us as believers. He's speaking to his disciples and showing them what to do. The Pharisees today are so often the Christian church. Christians who find it too easy to be judgmental or critical of others while looking at themselves in a very overly righteous way, saying, we've got it better than everybody else. See, so often they are very good at being holy, of acting to impress others, but inside have hard hearts that will not lift a hand, will not speak a word of help in the situation. We are the Pharisees and we get caught up in the minutiae and the details and we fail to see and grasp what God is doing today is spreading the love. See, the truth is this, and we come back to this. John 3.16 said this, For God loved the world that he gave his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That is a promise and an endurance and a hope and a presence and an action that God has done this. We will have eternal life, but it doesn't mean that we can step out of the world. It doesn't mean that we can do nothing. It doesn't mean that we stay silent. This means that if we believe in Jesus, yes, if we've asked him into our life to be our Lord and Saviour, we've said, God, I want to follow you because you change and challenge lives. You bring those who are hurting hope. You bring those who need love, love. You bring those who need peace and restoration, peace and restoration back into the kingdom. You are the one who restores people into relationship with God. It means that if we are followers of Jesus, if we're the ones who are doing that, it means that we cannot stay silent. Silence is not an option for us. We have to speak up. We need to take a stand, or in some cases, a knee. But more than that, we need to actually be an active part of the change in the world. Doing nothing is not an option for a Christian. Jesus practised radical love. That's what we've heard today, radical love. So should we. So should we be helping those in need that need help and support and care, whose voice, you know, see, the thing is about speaking up, about the voice, it's so important to, for us because those who have lost power for whatever reason, when they speak up, people don't listen. 
But those in privilege, in positions of power, when they speak up, people will listen. And so I want to say to you today that each and every one of you actually has a place of power. You have a place of privilege and you can speak up for justice and righteousness for the love of God to be spread out through all of the world. So let's just pray. Oh, gracious Lord, you have just been placing on our hearts a, a, a big... a big burden. And I want to say this, it is a big burden. It's a big burden to think that the world's problems are our problems, and they are. Lord, help us to see how we can change this in just a small way in our lives. If we see in our lives that there is injustice in the moment, let us stand up and speak up for those that need justice, those that need support. Let us be willing to stand up for those that have no voice, let us speak out for those. If there's healing that needs to be had, please, Lord, heal. If there's hope that needs to be had, may we be people of hope. If there's love to be given, Lord, may we be a people of love. Oh, Lord, we just pray this in the power of Jesus' name. In the power of Jesus' name, may this come upon you. May it convict your hearts to do so much more today. We pray this in your name. Amen.